Hi, I'm Emily Richardson. And I'm Marshall Lorenzo. And this is Trashbox, a Real Housewives podcast. That it is. But today, we have a very special announcement, a sad announcement. Yep, it's an exclusive. Well, not really. No, it's not at all. No. Jiggy, the alopecia-stricken Pomeranian of Ken Todd and Lisa Vanderpump, has passed away at the age of 10. 10? He was only 10. 10? <laughs> I know. When we met him, I thought he was aged 15. I think when we met him, he was a puppy. Oh, dear God. That is insane. That's disgusting. When we met him, he was falling apart at the seams. He was... He, he was filled with worms. He was Oogie Boogie. <laughs> what are you talking about, Oogie Boogie? Was he actually filled with worms? Am I forgetting a, a worm subpl- subplot on Beverly Hills Season 1? Yes, it was him trying to take over the Vanderpump estate uh, <laughs> with a series of pulleys and wheels and ropes and, and glow-in-the-dark songs. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. What is glow-in-the-dark songs? Wait, have you seen Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh. Yeah, at the end where it's all like a black light and neon and and, 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 and that's and, Jiggy's and, MO. That's, that's Jiggy's MO. It's to take over Vanderpump Estate. Um, oh, he didn't do it. And in fact, he passed at, at the young age of one decade. <laughs> very sad. It is very sad because, you know, we love our fur babies. I know. It's my sad love. Very sad. Is it? Yeah, it is sad. Yes. Yes, it is, Marshall. What a psychopath. <laughs> so I wrote an obit for him for D-Listed today. And he had been very sick for a very long time, as evidenced by his any picture of him. <laughs> by what he looked like, yes. <laughs> oh, poor Jiggy. <laughs> yeah, poor Lisa. I mean, that's yeah. tough. Because I feel like with Lisa, a lot of her uh, animals, her friends, uh, fell around her as the years went on. Yeah, Pink Dog, Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. and Remember uh, Pink Dog? Ken Todd actually... Gave him the kiss of life when Pink Dog was dying? <laughs> yes! <laughs> now, if only Pink Dog could do the same for Ken. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all these animals fell to her wayside, and Jiggy remained strong and true mm-hmm. until until of recent. Yeah, yesterday morning. God bless you, Jiggy. God bless you, Jiggy. You, you brought me a lot of laughter in your funny little outfits. You stupid little tongue. Yeah, and he could he never liked to walk, so she had to carry him everywhere. <laughs> Which we we all know he could walk. <laughs> Work it out, Jiggy. We love it. Allegedly. 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 Uh but I feel like in um in any other time in history, any other place, Jiggy would have not made it to one year. It took Lisa Vanderpump's wealth and attention. <laughs> like he had a he had a little doggy masseuse for him. Like she yeah, it only took a billion dollar lifestyle for him to be able to breathe at a normal rate uh, and <laughs> have a normal lifespan. I mean, there, the money, there, there, the money that must have gone into that little doggy's health care. Because for most, I think of 2018, I want to say, he was in a little doggy incubator on a heart monitor. Mm-hmm. He was so sick. Mm-hmm. Think about how much money the Vanderpump Tots must have put into that. that I know, and you health. know her own flesh and blood children. Must have been like, can we have a little bit of this love? <laughs> what are their names? Let's. Can I just make an incorrect guess? Yeah, okay. Poppy and Drew. Oh, you know what? You're kind of close. Pandora and Max. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew, Max, very like 90s uh, names. 
And then, um, what, what did you just say her name was? Pandora. Pandora. Oh, for fuck's sakes, of course. Oh, for yeah. fuck's sake. That's right. Pandy. Pandy. Pandemonium. Pandy. That's not a great name. I mean, isn't Pandora's box, isn't Pandora evil? Yes. Isn't the whole a, thing? It's both a nightmare concept and a bad drag queen. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, it would be like calling your daughter Medusa or something. Speaking of Drews, uh, we are going to cover Atlanta today. Now, why is this speaking of Drews? Because the... <laughs> The new housewife is named new housewife is named Drew. Oh yes, yes. Um, how forgettable! I like what her as a person or the name Drew. The name Drew. Oh, I like the name Drew. Sorry. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Your brother's name's Drew, isn't it? I don't give a <laughs> shit. I mean, I don't think my brothers list will ever listen to this podcast as a straight man. As brothers won't absolutely <laughs> no no. <laughs> so yes, new characters in Atlanta um, immediately coming to blows. Yes, yes. So we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, we're, of course, we're going to start off with um, the Potomac Reunion Part 1, which was a fantastic setup episode, in my opinion. I know. Finally, at like um, a reunion where I'm like, you know what? I'll take three pots. Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't even get to Michael Darby. We didn't get to the fight. We didn't get to any of that meat. But still, sustenance. And I know with most reunions, you know, they come in, you know, with a little bit of drama that's happened in between the filming and the mm -hmm. reunion. But this felt like everyone came in just like fucking incensed, like already mad. Ashley was like, like came in done, finished, over it, ready to fight. Completely. They all hate Candace. Like even, even... Giselle and Robin, who were technically on Candace's side in the fight, they were throwing out little, yeah, it, little lines. It went from being a season that was um, everyone versus Monique to something mm -hmm. to the reunion where it's a little bit more like, okay, we've got some, everyone's got to be for someone. Mm -hmm. It's true. And then we'll be back Thursday night for another episode in which we cover Salt Lake City. Uh, and that, that could mean Thursday night at, you know, 11 p.m. Or it could mean Friday morning at 5 a.m. However depends you perceive on how long time. it takes me to edit. If you perceive time. However you perceive time. Yeah. <laughs> I make no promises. I don't respect time. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. So, uh, Marsh, I say we start with Potomac. Potomac. Uh, someone told me... Um, that uh, the only reason they know how to pronounce Potomac now is because of this podcast. Because they didn't watch, they don't watch Potomac. They only watch the other ones. Look at that. And I was like, what did you think? Teaching geography to the children. Teaching American geog. Jog. Jog. Jogging. We are joggers. Now, Marshall missed the first 10 minutes. I did. And then as we were kind of, um, Emily was catching me up. And I was like, oh, right. If I could miss the first 10 minutes of every reunion, I'd be happy. I'd be fine. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see the, the highlight reels. I don't need to see them getting ready um, in their fucking makeup, giving a tease of like, I'm ready to come at so-and-so, look at my binder, you know, any of that shit. I just want to get straight to it. So if oh, anything, I'm, I'm, yeah. I love the, I love the tease. I love them like coming in early in the morning being like, I have some things to say. I mean, um, I do like the, sh it. like a shot of a housewife uh, without makeup on or, or like pre-makeup mm -hmm. makeup. Sans farts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we, there's a lot going on here. Right off the bat, shut the fuck up, Candace. That's my first note I've written. Shut the fuck Great note. up. Evergreen note. It's an evergreen note. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shut the fuck mm -hmm. up. Just so affected. Just so 
has learned nothing, is genuinely a terrible person, I think. Yeah, I wonder if she ever had the capacity to be able to work the storyline properly. Like, you can, I mean, maybe she's not used to playing the victim, but then again, her mother, I mean, she could have done this a little bit better. 1000%. She really, because the sympathy is, is draining quickly. There are holes in in her filter and we and it's just draining out and we're lo- we're losing sympathy for you sorry honey. i had sympathy for candace i do believe she probably she definitely has mental issues because of the the violence she experienced i'm sure she has some sort of ptsd i mean you can't walk away from that clean however mm-hmm. she was shit before and she continues to be shit now outside of that the bubble of that fight so as is the prophecy. Yes, as is the mm-hmm. prophecy. Also, uh, they so stupid, so stupid. I was so still when I was watching the start of this, and it was like, and we decorated this set in a Portuguese theme. <laughs> it was fucking strange. <laughs> a Portuguese outdoor market. <laughs> yeah, it seems it looking a little pot, like not even pottery barn. <laughs> yeah, it was tacky. It was gross. I did not like it. Thank you. Speaking of tacky, Robin's hair. Ooh, yeah. I mean, props to Robin for taking chances. <laughs> and so far re- remaining well, relatively unscathed with that wig. No one has come for it. Uh, the whole, that wig. I, I, is it supposed to be an animal print? Yes. <laughs> the end, end of discussion. End of discussion. <laughs> I thought Wendy looked beautiful. I thought Wendy was glowing. Yeah, Wendy looked great. She looked great. Karen looked great. Uh, they all look great. I mean, Monique had her short bob on. Her sharp, oh. short bob. Ready to go. Yeah, she had to. She had to have angles. She had to keep it sharp. She had to keep it pointed. She's gorgeous. I honestly think she's probably the most gorgeous woman. She needs to be able to run at a fast speed <laughs> when needed. <laughs> the Terminator's not wearing wavy locks. No. The Terminator has a very short, conservative haircut. A helmet, if you will. Because they have to fulfill their destiny. Yes. Yes, a helmet. <laughs> As the Sith Lord prophesizes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, and that destiny is destroy Candace. Kill. Destroy. Maim. Kill. Maim. For sure. Pull. Weave. Pull. Weave. <laughs> um, okay, my favorite early part of the episode you missed this, but it was my fave. They did like a montage of what the women used to look like, their looks oh, and their God. glam and their, and their their wigs. Yeah. And then they flash back to today. And the people who really look a lot better are Karen. Mm-hmm. Everybody else looks pretty much the same. I guess Ashley kind of changed herself. She used to. She was much more casual. Yeah. And she had a lot of tit. There was a lot of tit and ass back in the day. And she talked about that too. Mm, love it. They showed that one, uh, that one confessional look of Ashley's from last season, where it was the almost remember like the kind of short curly hair. Yeah. The, it was really flat yeah, though, yeah, and the yeah. heavy eye makeup. And yes. when they showed that, all the women like cringed <laughs> from their couch. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was shocking then. It's shocking now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, after that montage, um, <laughs> Andy asks Karen, "Have you had any tweaks?" And Karen is just like, come to play on this day. Like, she's the bullshit queen talking in circles. And she goes, oh, yes, thank you for asking, Andy. Yes, I had two little fillers put in on either side of my nostril. And everyone's kind of like looking at each other. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, <laughs> and Robin's like, um. Explain. Yeah, Ro- Robin says, well, 
what are you saying? Like recently? Or she goes, yes, that's what I said recently. I, I never lied or something like that. <laughs> and, and they're like, well, what about overall since the pictures that they showed? <laughs> and she goes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> she just. Oh, I love that woman. Wheeling and dealing. What a liar. <laughs> Very much so. Oh, machinations. And then they all shit on Giselle's fashion. Yeah, which I don't mean. I mean, I guess I should announce that I'm Sweden in this situation. I I understand that she makes bad choices. I do. Um, and she does. Mm-hmm. But somehow it's like, and maybe it's because I'm a man, but I, I'm just not as offended by it. Sometimes There are sometimes she has worn things, particularly in Portugal, she wore some things that I thought were um, not clothing. Or fashion. <laughs> they were more uh, props. Props yeah, that she glued onto yeah, her prop body. Comedy. She yeah. she fell into a trunk of costumes. Correct. But generally doesn't seem to offend me. Now I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch this because if there is a segment in which all women go in on our sweet baby Giselle, sweet then I'm gonna baby need to see Giselle. It. We are from different worlds, Marshall. <laughs> we really are. Okay. Uh, I am not personally offended by Giselle's fashion. I think she's not a great dresser. She's kind of tacky. But they all go in, and Karen, of course, went in most of all, and Karen says, in response to Andy's question, you know, I think uh, Giselle has, she's she's a hot mess. She has hot mess fashion, and she knows it. It's her trademark. <laughs> I'm sure Giselle was giving reactions that are like, this is my confused <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, very Jim from the office yeah. to the camera. <laughs> Um, and they get a question from Sandy from Atlanta who says, does Giselle get dressed in the dark? <laughs> just I love this shit. I love this shit mm-hmm. of, of Andy constantly being like, now I, I have a, qu- a question. It's, again, it's from the cards, right? Just so everyone's clear. It's not me saying this. It's the <laughs> <I> cards. I <laughs> that Karen says, you know, your taste sucks. It's been very therapeutic in quarantine. <laughs> And Andy says, excuse me? She's like, yes, it, uh, you know, it helps my mood. (laughs) And then Robin kind of goes in on her too. Even Robin. Andy poses the question. What did Robin say? She was like, you know what? You know, it's not always for me. She takes a lot of big, bold choices. And then Candace says she she wishes she could see Giselle use a stylist and everybody. And poor, (laughs) I actually kind of felt bad for Giselle. It just looked like her soul left her body for a little bit. The whole reunion was pretty anti-Giselle. Oh, yeah, it really was. It really turned, like, and I get, I, I do see that it seems, there seems to be behind the scenes um, chitta chatter that, you know, Giselle's bringing a little bit of bullshit to the cameras. Yeah. And is a little bit more sleuthy behind the scenes. And I can maybe see that, but I'm not ready to hear it. The thing about Giselle is, and like I said, I'm watching season one for the first time. She has a lot to say about people. Mm-hmm. And as as all great housewives do, right? But to me, it always comes with a little bit of lightness and a little bit of fun. It's not it's not like Kenya Moore levels of like, this is a mud pig from hell. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not deep, dark, and in the trenches. It's just bubbly and it's fun and you know. Yeah, but even like, yeah, I guess you're right. Like I forgot. This is how great this season of Potomac was. I forgot that Giselle brought a bodyguard to that meeting oh, yeah. with Monique. Very Karen Huger, I will Very say. Very Karen Huger. Um, so she does a oh. lot of stuff where she acts like she's morally above people. But we know it's an act. 
you know? Yeah, but I think that if that was your friend, you would hate, honestly, Marshall, if you were hanging out with these women, I don't know how you get in there. It'd have to, it'd have to be a Karen's white assistant scenario. <laughs> Underground, baby, through the <laughs> ventilation system. You would hate Giselle. I don't know. Like, no, I feel like, I, no, I don't think so. Like, I, I'm very team green-eyed bandits. Like, I love Robin. Karen is is the one I would really have a hard time. It, it, like, I like Karen from afar, mm-hmm. but she's far from good. Like, if I, in person, she would be a fucking nightmare. Just the same as how she was towards Wendy in the beginning <laughs> is not surprising in the least. That she has this whole, and I think they get into it later in the re- reunion. Mm-hmm. She has this kind of, like, there's a pecking order bullshit thing. And it's like, you bow and you kiss the ring. Well, we they did get into it. Yes. I think you missed the Wendy segment, right? Yeah. In the Wendy segment, uh, they do point out that unlike Candace and unlike Ashley, uh, Wendy did not kiss the ring. No. She did not say, I would like to please mentor me. And I would, yeah, and I would argue that that's what viewers responded to and liked about Wendy. Yes, that's true. Wendy's a strong, strong person, I think. Yeah. And she's she's warming up. She's warming. I'm warming up to her. Because I tell you what. I would probably kiss the ring. That is something that I would be ashamed to admit is I would probably kiss the ring. I would suck Karen's fucking puckery little butt and uh, and kiss up to her just just to just to get in, play nice in the beginning. And then we can, you know, throw some shit around. Would I kiss the ring? It depends if I was coming in. I don't know if you would. I don't know. Yeah, because you don't. I would. You don't kiss the ring in real life. That's true. With people, if anything, you point at the ring, and and what? <laughs> no, I, that wasn't going anywhere. I was because I was immediately like, wait, what would you do? You point at the ring, grab the ring, throw the ring. Wait, wait, is it a ring pop? Would I eat the ring? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think what I would do is probably ally myself with Karen, but trying to not take shit from her. It's it's a very delicate web I would weave, but I think I could do it. You do do this in real life. You are very like, uh huh, right? I hear you, and uh, yeah, maybe we can be friends. And then you turn around and you're like, I cannot stand that bitch. She's done. I I refuse to acknowledge her her presence until she apologizes. Stop. Does she know that she needs to apologize? She does not. Stop spreading this completely true shit. <laughs> Uh, then Wendy and Karen kind of patch their shit up immediately. They talk about the four degrees. Karen goes, well, I do respect them. And, uh, you know, I like you. And then it's over. <laughs> Which, so, okay, so this is where I came in, right? This is where, because uh, we were watching this live, and I was like, oh, fuck, I missed the first 10 minutes. And I hit play, and that was the moment. And it was um, Karen being like, well, you know what? I like you, and it's fine. And, and Wendy going, okay. And I thought, wow, I just must have missed a huge fight between Wendy and Karen. <laughs> Not and really. somehow they've managed to, to reconcile. Such great women. But no, <laughs> Karen just shut that shit down immediately. I love you. I like you. Love and light. Let's move on. I mean, the producers must have been like, uh, like looking at like a loose schedule going, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll have to fill the time elsewhere. Referring to Monique's binder. They're like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the schedule of Monique's binder? <laughs> Um, I think a lot of this is it's been a year since this ended, the the filming ended, and they're probably, you know, stuck in quarantine, reading a lot of social media stuff. Mm -hmm. And Karen's like, hmm, the right side of history would be to applaud the education. Yes, 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 yes. She's seeing how Wendy's being received. Yeah. Correct. 
Uh, then we get into the Candace shit, but not the fight or anything, just Candace's messiness on Twitter, which Andy completely calls out. Oh, Andy was good this episode. He was he very really, good. like, because to have Candace be, you know, uh, whip her head around the, the many times that she did to Andy being like, oh, really? That's the question you have, Andy? Love it. I love when they are floored. When they think they have an allegiance with an Andy, oh my God, they no. think they have an ally. No, no. No, the only <laughs> one who Look has at the a, cards, ladies. Yeah. The only one who is a true, has a true ally in Andy is Bethany. I would argue Kyle a little too. Kyle too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, they're, yeah. I think he's genuinely friends with Kyle. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, do you think Nini? No, because they hate each other now. I know, but, I, but do you think they did- I don't. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Nini doesn't have an uh, an allyship with anyone. No, Nini's, Nini's just for yeah. Nini. She's a rogue agent. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes. So uh, Candace's messiness is boring at this point to it's me. So boring. And then they get in this big conversation. It's Candace versus Ashley, and then Wendy chimes in and says, "You know, Ashley, um, a lot of the terms you use, like aggressive." um it's colorism and we got a lot of uh this was interesting to watch this was especially very ashley's reaction oh my yeah God. ashley just shut down yeah she didn't want to hear it she didn't want to hear it like i i can understand getting exhausted with wendy and when and what wendy wants to bring to the table but you can't like ignore that you know what i mean no like she, you have to listen to her she's a light skin like it's really it's fun it's interesting Potomac, there are three or four really light-skinned black women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Wendy and Candace and Monique. And mm-hmm. 100%, I think Wendy got a lot of shit this year, for sure, being the new girl. And I believe every one of those women, when they're like, I got death threats, I got this. I mm-hmm. think that definitely mm-hmm. colorism plays into it. I also hate the argument that like just because you may also have gotten a death threat, Ashley, does not make her point redundant. No. I cannot stand when people make that argument. It's like, well, th- well, this happened to me too. And it's like, I'm sure it did. And that's terrible. But like, can we focus on where the, the narrative is going? There? Yeah, this specific discussion. Yeah. It's definitely interesting though. Um, Potomac, I was reading in a Reddit thread, like Potomac had, at least prior to this season, I don't know what this season had like much lower um, ratings than a lot of the other uh- cities. I mean, I don't know if that's true, because I looked at... I mean, It was at one point, I believe. Yeah, I'm sure... Yeah. But last season's numbers were high. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe not in... Because I remember I specifically was trying to Google OC ratings... I'm going to Google it. ...versus uh, Potomac ratings last season, and Potomac's ratings were, like, way outperforming OC. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. OC was just very low, I think. Really? Interesting. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe... Yeah, It's struggled in the past, and basically on this Reddit thread... <laughs> The the original poster was just, like, so out to lunch. And they were like, people are saying it's racism. Give me a break. And I'm like, of course it's partly racist. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. There's so many people who just don't watch Atlanta or Potomac. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't. And, but they tune in for Toddy, Toddy to the Body, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And, and Dallas. Southern and Charm. fucking Southern Charm. Vanderpump Yeah. Rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a big, I mean, Bravo has a real racism problem, and they're really trying to 
I mean, and that's why Andy, when they were having this conversation about colorism, Andy is just shutting the fuck up and being like, mm, interesting point, Wendy. Yes, yes. Although he did say something that I thought was quite good. I f- oh, man, what, what was it? He was like, I forget what it was, but he said something that was sort of put like um, negating whatever Ashley was saying and basically being like, can you shut the fuck up and please listen to what Wendy's saying? Yeah. Oh, it's true. Yes, he was definitely. But it was awkward. Um, to, it was awkward to watch Ashley um, not take it in because even when the segment finished, it, was. it looked like she wasn't hearing it. And I think maybe Monique was also like trying to counter it as well. But course, but I mean, regardless, Monique's in her own fucking world right now. Monique was saying to the other ladies, like, "Listen, you've called me like hood rat and ghetto, and these are also mm-hmm. coded words, coded racist language." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, they all had points. The only person who was really, like, did not look good in that argument was Ashley. Yeah. yeah. For sure. She just was, like, deny, deny, deny. Yeah. I mean, it's been a fucked up year. Yeah. It's been a learning experience for all of us. We are two white people talking about this. What the fuck? What the fuck do we know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and are we going to continue to talk about Potomac? <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> then, um, we double down on, um... Auntie Giselle. And then in comes Monique, who's mostly not been saying a ton so far. Her binder. Oh my god. Because, and I think someone else clocked it as well. Maybe Candace, but like, how Monique really was like poised for a large portion of this. And when she lobs out her Giselle tea, it was a sniper. It was full snipe, snipe, snipe. It, I mean, and it was incredible to watch. This is where I was like jumping out of my seat. This attack on Giselle. I mean, <laughs> wow. Just what a. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did appreciate that Giselle kept being like, well, why, why are you bringing this up? Like, what does that have to do with you? And Monique just calmly said, you know, if you come from my family and you spread lies about my family, I'm going to come back at you. And that is why I love Monique. It was um, it was so interesting to watch because it was like, um, part of you's like, well, I you know, on the surface, talking about someone else's marriage or whatever is like not like leave leave mm-hmm. it the well alone. But it, I started to, and as a full Giselle apologizer, I started to recede back into my seat and was a bit like. Maybe we should speak on it. Well. Perhaps maybe people should just speak up and let's hear what Monique has to say. Giselle has a lot to say about other marriages. She's always yeah. poking at Karen and Ray. And she and was I, spreading the, the rumors about Monique having an affair at the start of the season. You can't. And I don't believe in tit for tat, but oh God, it felt a little bit prescient and I was a little bit enjoying it and I, I feel terrible. I think the real surprise for me at this was you could on Giselle's face the you could tell yeah. it was all true she, it, it was, was true it, it's true. yes and it was um it was this weird thing of like again I'm enjoying it for the reality tv side of it but I'm also enjoying it because there's a bit of catharsis in the fact that this man we've been known from that this man is bad and this is a bad situation for her and she and ultimately she needs to get the fuck out of it and so seeing the the wheels start to spin on this and seeing the journey begin on the downfall of it is a little bit cathartic. Yeah. Um, I also think that him saying it's just for reality TV, I believe he said that to the woman he is seeing or was seeing. I, do, I don't think 
that Giselle thought it was just for reality TV. Yeah. Men be saying a lot of shit. I don't think she did some big fake setup. Personally. No. I don't know. Could. Maybe. No. No, 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 no. I, that's, that's a man trying to protect where he's putting his dick. Oh. Men are liars. And, and, and Andy even brings up Giselle's father. And she was like, you, as we all know, my father completely exaggerated. Yeah. And it's like, and Giselle, you are so, like, you are deluded right now. She did admit, though, she was like, listen, that's what a dad is supposed to do. Is to protect his daughter. She knows that she's like rolling around in the mud. She knows that she shouldn't be there. Yeah, it's Jamal sucks. Oh, my Jamal God, sucks. This was hard to watch. I was this squirming, was so- squirming. And everybody knew it was true. Everyone was squirming when she read up the phone number. And even Robin was kind. Of, yeah, yeah. The phone number is that. Is that his? Is that Jamal's phone number? Very long oh. pause. Yes, and then Candace oh. goes. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's the thing. I fucking hate Candace, but every now and then she's got a good quips. <laughs> uh, yeah, like what was uh wait. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. Oh, uh when when um <laughs> Andy said you're a mess on Twitter and she said, "Thank you." Yes. <laughs> because that was around the time that there was it was the like Andy versus Candace moment of the reunion that also mm-hmm. got me, got my blood boiling and going, yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Ooh, 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 um, but, oh my God, this was tough. This Also, side, weird side note, is Candace a proto-Karen? A what? Proto-Karen? Like a, like a cyborg that is trying to become Karen? Karen Huger? They're similar ways of operating. They were mom and daughter for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, this was hard to watch that number, reading that number out. Oh, my God, I loved that. I mean, that doesn't really technically prove anything. We can all find a Excuse number. Excuse me. I we mean, can all find a number. I mean, I, I think it's true, but it's very easy. Marshall, if I wanted to track down your ex's phone number, I'm sure I could figure it out. I don't necessarily believe in people. Like, I don't believe that people are going around Photoshopping text messages and phone numbers and creating a screenshot to be like his proof of something yeah initially i do believe in someone potentially photoshopping things to work their narrative a la john blizzard and lisa vanderpump uh, i could yeah. i could see i could see lisa being like can we change a number here can we you know what i mean can we delete a couple sentences here and there to just work the narrative a little bit this but when you have initial screenshots you know this- when you have the first few pages of your binder this I is where I completely disagree with you. I believe <laughs> that everything in that binder is probably like at least is true. <laughs> but but I do think that people are insane and would one thousand percent um doctor screenshots. One thousand percent. But not to the extent of like I mean I, I but but like you said before, Giselle's face though, during this whole interaction. Oh, it's sad. It actually kind of made me... I thought she was going to burst into tears. I mean, why cry over that man? Is my question. Uh, I thought she was going to cry over the fashion segment when they were all attacking her. I, it was just... It was, it was kind of sad. His dick must be golden. It must be the best dick you've ever had. I don't know. I think it's partly... He's a smooth talker and it's his... It's her daughter's father. I don't know, man. Because no matter that... Like, even if it's good dick, I couldn't go back twice. If I if I'd gone through hell with that good dick, I'm not going back again. Hmm. You know, you raise a great point, Marshall. She's looking very confused right now. She's. I'm like, just thinking. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just the thinking. The math is just... not adding up when the dick good. I like I like Giselle. Despite a lot of the what I say on this on this podcast, I do like Giselle. 
Mm-hmm. I think she comes for a lot of people. I think she's uh, can be really mean and hypocritical. But I do like her. I think she's fun. I think she's funny. I think she's bright. Mm-hmm. And I love Robin. And I obviously there's something there's got to be something good about Giselle if Robin is her number one, right? Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that final that final scene was really really rough. Now I want to know, and we let, we end on a cliffhanger. What else do you think is in Monique's binder? Oh, I mean to throw out the Giselle stuff. Like maybe that's even just a teaser because when she Ooh. said she's like you like you don't know what I've got. I'm not coming to play. Like, if that's the first thing that she's pulling out, what the fuck else is that? She said about everyone on that. She had tabs. She had tabs. She had tabs on everybody. Because didn't you see when she was like, oh, Giselle, let's talk about you. She didn't filter through the tabs. She hit yellow immediately. (laughs) Boom. She was like, yellow section Giselle. Let's go. Oh, my Lord. So what what could she have on? Because here's the thing. She's not going to go after Ashley or Karen much because they're on her team. They're mm-hmm, on your side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What could she have on Robin? Could it be what Juan was up to that people yeah. are talking about? Darby and Michael Darby I, and Karen? I think she could have something on Juan, absolutely. Oh, I don't trust uh, any man on this show. I don't trust Wendy, men, any man on have, any show or life. What could she have on Wendy? Wendy and her angelic husband. <laughs> uh, I've read things about Wendy online about her being broke. Okay. And not being a real professor, but it's like... Pfft, Assisted professor. I'm so sick of that trope. I know. Who cares? So sick of that. Aren't trope. we all broke? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. And then Candace. I mean, you could go. You could find anything. I mean, she says she didn't. Her mom didn't help buy the house, but. Mm. See, Candace assaulted fifty people. <laughs> <laughs> Candace is reincarnated from five hundred years ago and served in Russian wars. Like, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I think mostly it's going to... It's a thick binder. It's mostly, I think, going to be anti-Candace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yum, 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 yum. Thank you, Monique. Okay, so in light of this, (laughs) do you think Monique is back another season? I mean, we will see in the reunion, the rest of the reunion, but... I don't think they can have both of them back, Mm. Candace and Monique, Mm because Candace will not stand for it. And I think if they get rid of Candace, it's a bad look for them. Yeah. To get rid yeah. of the victim. So I yes, think yes, yes, yes. it's, I think what's going on is Monique knows she's out and she's going out with a bang. Little Dorinda, she's eh? Taking them all down. Bit of a Dorinda. It's very Dorinda. But then let's think about um, what happened with Portia when Portia got physical with Kenya. They didn't get rid of. They sent her, well, they sent her home from the reunion immediately because it was the first part of the reunion. Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't even hold on. <laughs> Oh. And then they, uh, they, I think, I do believe, correct me if I'm wrong, she got demoted to friend up the next season. Oh. Oh, yeah. I can do a little demotion. That's fine. I like Monique. I, I like know, T'Challa. But let's see what happens, because she's really not backing down. No, she should have showed more grace, even if it was phony baloney. Yeah. But maybe that's kind of what I love about Monique. She's not phony at all. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, it's complicated and we love it. It's complicated starring Alec Baldwin, Meryl Streep, and you guessed it, Steve Martin. What a waste of talent. What a waste of talent that film was. It's fine. It's not fine. I've watched it twice. <laughs> when why did you watch it twice? <laughs> it was an accident. The movie show fine. <laughs> I watched it twice. It was on and it's Meryl Streep, and I'm like, I'm not gonna change channel. <laughs> it's Meryl Streep. It's true, it's true. Okay, let's move on. 
I mean, I'm just, I'm very excited for the next two parts. I think this is like a great, honestly, when I first watched this episode, I was not bowled over until the Monique Binder parts. Mm. And now I am so excited for next week. Especially because it has, it has fresh new content. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's move on to Atlanta, comma, Georgia. Atlanta, comma, Georgia. Exactly. Uh, where we inevitably meet new characters, mm-hmm. uh, learn about old marriages, <laughs> um, and we see what, what's in the mix for the upcoming season. This was a big transition introductory episode. Have we met LaToya before? Yeah, I don't know, because these two came in, like, boldly, like, burst into the scene. In this yeah, episode. I don't think I've ever seen um, an episode, not since season five of New York, when we got the trifecta of Aviva, Carol, and Heather Thompson, that we've, it's been such a, mm. here's the new girls, especially because Portia was, Portia, both Portia and Candy had their own little subplots this week. So it came down to Marlo, Kenya. Cynthia, and then the two new girls. Yes. And it was also like, you know, usually you just get like a little soft, a soft launch. Here's who they are. <laughs> yeah. Here's their, their house. Um, this was like, we immediately got into some horrible situations with someone's marriage. Oh, yeah. Like the episode ended on a cliffhanger about her marriage. We just met Drew. Oh, which there's a lot to talk about there because like the, like the first half of the episode, I like get a few stray notes here and there, but then the rest, like, I don't even know how we're going to go through this because it's just a dump of like, like caps lock, no, uh, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, yeah, lowercase. It was a mess. It was messy, but it was, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, at first we, we immediately meet LaToya, uh, with, um, yeah, I was like, who's this? Am, am I missing something? Cause they kind of acted like LaToya's here. We love LaToya. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. who's yeah. LaToya? Um, do we? Yeah. Do we love LaToya? I don't know. You said right off the cuff that you do, and I said right off the cuff that I don't. Well, when I was watching it, I didn't like her. And then I was thinking at the end of the episode, I was like, well, what do I want? She's loud. She was used to be a stripper. <laughs> She's being shady about Cynthia's cold meatballs. She's immediately attacking Drew. <laughs> I think this is actually a quality housewife. Yeah, and I think they really found like a bit of yin and yang with Drew and Latoya. Mm-hmm. They got a great pairing of of adversaries here. Um, a few a few stray things I noted. Mm-hmm. Kenya, I'm a great judge of character. <laughs> First thing I wrote down: I'm a great judge of character. Kenya Moore. Kenya quote. Moore. Absolutely not. Second. <laughs> uh, my husband is a high conflict individual. That is Pot. one way of saying asshole. Yeah, and it made me be like, oh right, why? That's why you are with this person because you are also a high conflict individual. Dramatics. Okay. Yes, the art of dramatics. Tampa Academy of Dramatic Tricks, where Jenna Maroney went. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, yeah. So they so they bring Latoya uh, in with Drew in this little luncheon. Mm-hmm. Um, called uh cynthia's artificial plants life exposed (laughs) oh (laughs) latoya was going right for making fun of the meatballs look at these fake grapes i thought the grapes were nice i thought the i thought it looked good (laughs) no 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 you don't cynthia don't put fake grapes on a real food platter that's just confusing you do if you want someone you do if you want someone to eat them now i know that's not (laughs) cynthia's plan but did i i I would have loved an accidental, you know. <laughs> I would have liked to see Marlo choke on a plastic grape. Not Marlo. 
I know I love Malo, so which is why I'm allowed to. And also, you know, she wouldn't. She would <laughs> spit that grape right back out at Kenya's forehead. Right into <laughs> Kenya's, not even Cynthia's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cynthia planted it. Kenya, bring your eyes closer. <laughs> oh, Malo, short for Marshall Lorenzo. Two uh, peas in a pod we are. Yeah, you are. You really are. You know what? Actually, I will say that. You are a, you are similar to Marlo. You're not as mean as Marlo. She's much funnier. You, you would you would sit on the sidelines being like, yay. Yeah, I would I would see conflict and I'd go, oh, well, this is amusing for all. Popcorn, anyone? <laughs> I enjoy uh, her immensely. I enjoy her immensely. Anytime. Like, yeah, I'm really just like watching the show and then all of a sudden there's a ding dong. Late, as always. Always. And it's uh, Marlo's here. And I'm I'm like, yay, my friend. My friend is here. <laughs> it's so you 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 kind of said last week you never think that she'll ever get a peach that we're that's long gone. That that, uh, that chance. I mean, one can always be proven wrong. But I think um I, people have mentioned behind the scenes maybe that like and this is a little fucked up, but because she has a criminal record potentially, I think someone mentioned, which I think is a little confusing because but what do we not have she's many still on the lives? show who cares exactly and we have lots of yeah what erica girardi could still be on there what i think the real yeah <laughs> i think the real truth is um she's probably not the pro- producers probably feel like she's not revealing every truth about her life there's probably certain she's probably lying about some things that they're like okay well if you're not mm. similar to sutton on Beverly S- i was literally like a yeah. sutton strack scenario <laughs> yeah where even though sutton wanted to to you know talk about certain things i, I yeah it that's her, my yeah it was her it was her ex-husband who wouldn't let sutton put the kids or her like her home life on camera yes and i think there are parts to Mala's life that she is keeping on the download yeah anyway I'm glad, I'm glad regardless of whether she has a peach or not, she is here and she is getting a paycheck, I would say, more than than some of her other housewives. Oh, 1000%. And the looks she brings, she is always dressed. Even if it's not well, it's fantastically. And I don't mean fantastically in like, wow, you look gorgeous. Well, oh, I mean yeah. fantastically in like, wow, look at her. Exactly. <laughs> and today was a great example where she looked insane. I would also say she looked terrible. <laughs> she, yeah, it was, but somehow it was still fashion. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I appreciate it. Um, I have a, a quote written here, and tell me, see if you can attribute it to to a housewife, because I, I didn't write who said it. Oh, okay. Where do you get all these strays from? Do you visit the local pound? Oh, okay. Feels like so, a Kenya. It is a Kenya. Mm. And she is talking about Cynthia's new friend, Drew. Right out the gate. Yeah, very rude to Drew right out the gate. I had to rewind because I was like, did I miss some kind of like lifelong feud between Drew and Kenya? <laughs> was that, was that, was there a snippet of that included in the footage? There no, was zero. This woman no. walks in the room and she's like, <laughs> right from the dog pound. I mean, wow, Kenya. Yeah, and Drew, for her, to her, first of all, I thought her name was Drew Zadora, like Pia Zadora, and I got really excited. It's Sidora. It was Pia Zadora. Who's Pia Zadora? Pia Zadora was this um, hot little piece in the early 80s who was dating some oh, Early old... 80s, that's the problem. <laughs> no, you're so young. Me being born in 1999. <laughs> she, uh, no, I, I might be functioning the details here a little bit, but she was dating some Hollywood bigwig and she won the Golden Globe Rising Star of the Year. 
And oh, what an award. <laughs> or something like that new actress, new big thing. It's supposed to be an acting award. Does she, that exist anymore? I don't think so. I think they got rid category? of it. I think that even, yeah. even like HuffPo was like, even this, the golden, is, yeah. Yeah, this is too much for <laughs> even us. Uh, and people were like, who? And what was she in? And whatever she and, was in, she sucked. And what is this award? And where are we? <laughs> and what year is it again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Pia Zadora, look it up. I mean- yeah, you must have been crushed then when she walked in and it was not. He was her. not Sidora. Yeah, no. So it's Sidora. I don't remember what we're talking about. <laughs> so Drew, Drew, Drew and Yeah, Drew. I like Drew. Although she cannot say the word biopic correctly. She keeps saying biopic, like biopsy. Well, that's okay. You can't say simultaneously, simultaneously. Simul. Simul. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Oh. You're right. When you're right, you're right. So she comes in. Drew comes in. She's. She, I. Here's where I guess our differences will mm-hmm. arise. Yeah. I enjoy her lightness and I like, spirit. I like she's, Drew. Um, she's positive. She's happy. She can tell that Latoya is troublesome right out the gate. Is is someone who's ready to like, you know, have a little tit for tat, a little bit of, um, uh, be a little combative. Just you know that could. That some people are just like that when you when you meet them for the mm-hmm. first time. And Drew's coming in with an open. Mind and an open heart. I, I, why would you think I just, I would disagree with that? I like Drew. Well, yeah, just explaining our differences. What the fuck are you talking about? You can't hit me from inside that Zoom. <laughs> so we got, a, we got a little bit of, we got some jibs and jabs been thrown right out the gate. Jibs and jabs, yeah, they're going on about her wig. This was a chaotic little lunch. It was confusing. I actually kind of zoned out a couple times because I wasn't sure what was going on. I don't think you, I would argue that you didn't because I watched it with my full attention and still was like, Wait, why are we jumping around from like this? And yeah. why is this person mad? And like <laughs> someone's gossiping about like when um Malo somehow manages to be up in the kitchen with Latoya, I think, <laughs> and it's immediately like just so you know, okay, uh, she can't keep a man of Jesus Peterton. That lie. <laughs> she can't keep. She couldn't keep a man of Jesus Peterton. So in this scenario, Jesus. Has been has come back. <laughs> says, "Hey, can you get over here? I got a big wad of cash." A la Todd and the recently graduated Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you smell this? Can you, can you smell some- this? Mm-mm-mm. Fresh from the ATM, baby. <laughs> if you get a man, I will give you this pile of cash. That's the transaction, baby. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just keep a man, Kenya. Can you do that for me? Can you do that for Jesus? And she just goes. Eh, eh. And she makes Portia's mugshot face. That one line of her <laughs> the mouth. <laughs> and Latoya's reaction is not necessarily shock or confusion. It's num 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 num. Yeah, num, she's she likes she likes the juicy gobs. She yeah, she eats it up and she sits right back next to Kenya. Don't think I didn't notice. <laughs> I can actually see her and Kenya having a major falling out because oh. I think Latoya has a big old personality. There is no allegiance. Cynthia seems no, to be zero. the only one that that can uh, hold Kenya accountable. It's very interesting the dynamics that's going on with this group right out the Cynthia gate. Cynthia and Kenya are a weird pair, but then again, Cynthia and Nini were a weird pair. Yeah, Cynthia I agree. is it's she's an odd duck. Yeah, I also love um, um, mm-hmm. that. Now we had to. I had to before we started recording this. I had to try and clarify with you because I was a little confused. Where. <laughs> Is it, it was it Latoya who said to Kenya, asking about the pet? Well, well, Latoya was anti Drew's wig immediately. Yes, and her way to go about that shade <laughs> was to say, "Are you getting a cat?" 
Are you adopting a cat? Something like that. Do you have a pet? I- Again, this this whole scene was chaotic. This whole extended <laughs> Bailey Lake Bailey. Scene. They were all so and, excited. Oh, it's not a lake; it's a river. They were all so excited, <laughs> right, for the new season, and they're like, "All right." Who am I? What's my character? Where do I fit into the group? How do I? What are the feuds of the season? And they just blah 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 blah. <laughs> okay, I think I got it. I think I got it. Kenya told Cynthia, I think, that Latoya said that Drew had a cat, and Cynthia's like, so this is so convoluted and bizarre. And then Cynthia goes, "Oh, she has a cat. That's nice." And I was actually, yeah. I actually got excited, and I go, "A housewife with a kitty cat," because I'm a big cat person. Yeah. They're, they're all they're always about the dogs on these shows uh uh but no it was just a it was a insult was about her shade hair. against her wig now that is some roundabout <laughs> the way she it was very confusing it was <laughs> that is confusing. a marshall lorenzo joke that is like oh you've recently adopted yeah. a cat <laughs> yeah you think about it um, what a chaotic fucking scene it was insane it was crazy i'm trying to like look at my notes oh mine psycho. i had to jump around too so i've jumped there's a couple stray observations um well first of all we haven't even talked about portia or, or candy what is there to say not, i mean it's not much riley much to, to say i thought mike mike's energy was kind of shitty I, I didn't he didn't say anything mm-hmm. but like just any shot mm-hmm. to him was him being like yeah. what are all these women uh doing ruining my peace in this house so, I know. Yeah, fuck, fuck off. off Mike. Fuck off. Um, Can you imagine uh, your if you were a woman, your husband, Mike has all his friends over and they're all they're all having fun and watching a game or something. And Cynthia's in the more. bathroom. Cynthia's or Cynthia's in the bathroom. Cynthia's in the kitchen being like, what the heck? Yeah. No, no, no we no, don't no, do that. No. It's bigotry. Yeah. Uh, so Candy's daughter. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Sorry. I'm sorry. One more thing. One more thing. And it's valid. Okay. Marlo, before they all leave, Marlo goes up to Kenya and thrusts her puss to puss and says, you love me. You love me. (laughs) Which is so fucking Marlo. I love it. I love someone who's able to be like, you know, I hate you because you're a shady bitch and you're a pig and you're the worst person that I've ever met. You love me. You love me. That's how you diffuse a situation. It's true. And then didn't Kenya, Kenya was like, you're a demon. Like, yeah. She's <laughs> like, no, no, you're a demon. I hate you. I hate you, bitch. Oh, I love it. I love I it. I do too. Oh. Uh, and we so. should uh, just very briefly, the only thing I took away from Candy's um, mm. daughter graduating storyline is that Mama Joyce calls COVID covert 19. She's fucking covert 19. Yeah, she I is. don't like Mama Joyce. She's I, a I, mean one. When she I tried to steal up. the cash, jokingly steal the cash when not Todd a gave joke. it. That was not a joke. <laughs> that was and also, oh, that lemon, that lemon's handing over fucking 10 G's to Riley. And you want some of that cash? No, 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 Mama Joyce. You didn't earn a penny of that. Fuck off. Fuck I know. all the way off. Apparently, Mama Joyce and Todd are getting along, according to the last reunion. Don't trust it, Todd. Don't fucking trust Don't it. Don't trust it, Todd. Uh, and then Portia, um, who has returned home. By the way, I love Portia's family. I love her mother and I love her she sister. She has a really close relationship with her sister. And her I mother. love them. Yeah. yeah. And they both seem like really nice, supportive. Vegan. Vegan women. They're vegan? I think her sister is. Really? I know her sister's yes. super into yoga. But and what? that's hand in hand. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, maybe uh, I'm lying. Maybe she's pescatarian. I don't know. <laughs> because usually when like a housewife goes to their family and is like talking shit about things, their family's just like, you know, it's very um, Lisa Barlow and her husband. It's very like, 
you're the best, sweetie. You're the smartest. You got it. But with with Portia, they'll give you they'll give her a little dose of like mm-hmm. very logical reality. I find them like very sensible. I really like them. Yeah, it's a little surprising in this realm yeah. of television. In any reality show realm. I really like them. They're really yes. supportive of her um going to Kentucky and protesting. Uh, I love the bit about she's making fun of her mugshot face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And her daughter is getting so cute. I got to say, that baby. That hot dog baby. That hot dog baby. The hot dog king. Mm -hmm. Is that Mm -hmm. his name, the hot Mm -hmm. dog king? Well, they're, they're, I don't know. It doesn't last. We know Dennis doesn't last. It's a similar, I mean, I have the same feelings I do towards like Giselle and her man. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this one bit. No, once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. Never forget. (laughs) Cheetah, cheetah, pumpkin eater. Pumpkin eater. Um, so I, I, I'm excited for Portia to come back in the fold because I think that's what we were really missing this week. Mm-hmm. Yes, that'll be interesting. I'm, and which, whether she's on Drew or Latoya's side. I don't, Portia's always a wild card in that regard. I think every one of the women can enjoy Latoya from a distance. Yes. <laughs> but I think they will fall on the side of Drew. I like Drew. And then we end with this crazy Gaslight oh conversation with Drew's husband, Ralph. Gas fucking lighting. This was this really sent me. This got me angry. Into a tailspin yeah. because, you know, I think we've all had, you know, or at least been lucky enough to have an incredibly bad toxic relationship. Yep. To understand that it's a toxic, fucked up relationship, and right out the gate, this is one of the worst. This is this, this is, is this bad. one of these things. Where it's a Jules Weinstein or even a Camille Grammer where they're going on the show to get divorced? Uh, I don't think so. Because I think, again, with gaslighting, I don't think that the, that she's fully aware of how bad it is. I think she's in it. I think she's deep in it. And I don't think she realizes yet. Hopefully the show will help her realize that this man is is really fucking awful. And I think he believes his own bullshit. I really do. I think I mean, he's a moron. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I am not exaggerating when I say, like, this This is bad. I'm not saying this is bad for, like, just to say it. Like, this no. is really fucking bad. And Well, like, Marshall, you, you had a really – I mean, I'll, I'll take this out if you want. But, Marshall, you had a really shitty toxic relationship once. Yeah. And, I, and like I said just at the beginning of this, like, I found it extremely beneficial because when you're in it, you know, you don't realize that you're in it. It wasn't until – um, on the the outside where I was like, holy shit. So that's what that kind of behavior is. That's what this is. That's why when someone talks like this, so now when I watch any of these shows, it, I can see it from a fucking mile away. Ooh. And there's nothing that you can do to fix that person. That person, like, considering, like, depending on how bad the person is in their deep um, situation, it could be a mental illness, thing, could be whatever, you do not have the the ability or the bandwidth to be able to get out of it unscathed and help them like he is a wiles away from how does it what does it have to do disappearing for three days and going to florida not what does that have to do with him creating a legacy as a black man (laughs) yeah and when he said you don't understand how men work and i can tell you as a man um he, he is right in one sense in that Men cannot communicate. They simply cannot communicate, and that's why they run away for two fucking days. But that doesn't excuse it. You just need to learn how to fucking communicate. The cameras, too. It's oh, psycho. that's the thing, too. He's it's controlling. Like, well, then he's able to say, 
you know, if she's able to accuse him of like, oh, you know, you cheated or you're you're away in Florida doing this, that, and the other, he can say, well, I know for a fact that you did this, 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 this. It's really disgusting. And then to delete the photo that she found mm-hmm. of the surveillance and then say, what photo? So it's like, oh, she's, oh, you're, so you're saying your your wife is crazy. That's also, full gaslighting. we yeah. were really confused. They're technically married, but then they were talking about for our seventh anniversary, let's get, a, have a wedding? Is this a stupid, like, vow renewal thing? Yeah, we couldn't figure this out. We don't know. Yeah, because right out the gate, it seemed like they were told, yeah, they would, some sort of, un- yeah, didn't know what that was, but then it was immediately into, they've been married for a while. I don't know. It was very confusing. Trey confusing. Trey. Trey McDougal confusing. Yeah, and then when he said, um, do you want to, he threatened her. He said, do you want to get to six years? <sighs> He's dealing in ultimatum. He's the worst. Like, I hate him so much. And I, I was ugh. so shocked at that. And that's how some of these people work. He was very charming out the gate in the beginning yeah, of the Yeah, I was like, he's so and good looking. He seems like really sweet. <sighs> yeah. And then the tension with the mother was like a lovely foreboding mm-hmm. to get to his true toxicity. It, yeah. This is going to be bad. Slash. Great TV. Yeah, it's going to be good TV. And I like, and I like that Drew, I mean, come on we've met let's say drew we've had about you know half an hour of screen time with her i don't know what her personality is like mm-hmm, so far mm-hmm. but she does mm-hmm. seem like overall a sweet girl it's always hard to tell with actors and performers though usually they are how you say supreme narcissists <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you could argue pretty strongly that as a baseline narcissist yeah. right that's just the baseline yeah reality then- tv plus actor oh boy uh-oh. Uh-oh. But she seems but she seems kind-ish and she seems bubbly and warm and open. Uh and, not, and he's not evil. Completely <laughs> clueless. She's not completely clueless. But but my god, he was he was talking to her like she was a moron. She was like, "You're in a fantasy world." And he's the one who said, "Let's talk about our issues." That's how you do it, baby. That's how you do it. That's how you do <laughs> oh, it. I hate him so much. I hate oh Ralph. my I hate god. Ralph. But then she she um put in a lovely button on it. How many beaches do you have to drive by to get to the ocean? <laughs> that was good. He wouldn't even tell her if he was out of state. Oh, he's horrid. Oh, and she's a she's a lovely person. I hope she can get out of that. Uh, wow, you, I don't think I've ever heard you call someone a lovely person. That was so pure. I think she's a lovely person. I do, especially when when uh, the heightened context of her situation is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm. Well, let's mm-hmm. let's. Fasten that button, as Wendy would say. Let's fasten it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. <laughs> well, do you know what this feels like, actually? What? This feels to me a little bit like a bit of a reset. And maybe it's because it's a post-Nini world. Mm-hmm. And we're just living in it. And we're all just ants in a, in a Nini world. <laughs> but it feels like a little bit of a reset. It does. It feels like a, a new season, maybe, with these these two new women. Um, there was a glimpse in the next episode of uh, everyone's favorite Canadian, Atlanta housewife. Tanya. <laughs> Tanya. Tanya. Etobicoke Tanya. Uh, and also Cynthia getting mad. I love to see Cynthia mad. Yeah. I don't care about this wedding storyline, though, at all. Yeah, no. I really they better keep that to a minimum. Although I love, 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 love her property. I want. That's where I want to live. Lake Bailey. You love Lake Bailey. I. You know it doesn't have a river it. going through it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to live there. My God, I would love to live on the water. That would be my. That's my absolute dream. So you can be the lady of the lake, haunting La- us all. Lady of the lake. Yes, it's like a reference to your um your ghost show. You like? You won't watch it, huh? No. What is that ghost show called? 
Haunting of Blind Man. No, I don't watch horror stuff. I don't watch. I don't watch any of that ghost shit because I have really bad nightmares, and at night I will think there's a ghost in my room, and I will freak out. I think I'd be okay with ghosts. I think we would be able to have a dialogue. <laughs> you were really scared that one night you were watching. You're texting me, freaking yeah, out because Marshall. we weren't meeting in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't find any common ground. I feel like if we can find some common ground. What, me, me and uh, you or me, you and the ghost? Me and these old uh, dead underground miners uh, <laughs> looking for, digging for gold under my house. Yeah, that's we'll true. We'll get along. Yeah. Get along just fine. Um, great. Okay. Okay. Well, this was lovely. Uh, and um, you're going back to New Zealand at the end of this mm-hmm. week, but we will have one more session with you in Toronto. For mm-hmm. Salt Lake City on Thursday night. Hot, sweaty sesh, yeah. Uh, what Are you excited about New Zealand? Oh, absolutely. To be able to walk around outside per normal without the stress of seeing some fucking idiot on the street, not <laughs> I'm, wearing I'm, a mask or whatever, I can't wait. What is, so is there no COVID there right now? I'm confused. Zero point zero zero <sighs> zero. They are having arena events, mama. So, But you could really, you could bring it. Right? I could I could bring it bring it to the table. What do I bring to the table? COVID. <laughs> but you got a quarantine, right? You got a quarantine when you get there. Military supervised quarantine. Wow. So they're doing it good. And what, what what's your what's your PM's name? Jacinda. Cindy, Auntie Cindy. Mm-hmm. And so she's done it well. She's done it well. She's locked that shit down hard immediately. Wow. While the rest of the world was like COVID, what? Covert, covert nineteen. <laughs> covert nineteen, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, so very exciting. Yeah, and, uh, you'll be we'll there be... for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I want, I, we need some, uh, we're going to have some more guests in the future. Right now, we really haven't been having many guests at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, we definitely have some coming up. And I do believe we're going to need some New Zealanders on this show. Oh, I wonder if I can wrangle um, Bravo Liberty Aisha. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> you heard it here first, Aisha you Keen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you do have connections to Aisha Keen. Everyone in New Zealand has a connection. <laughs> Zero degrees of separation. Okay. Okay. Hey, Em. Yeah? Do I love you? Yes. Ah, uh, she believes it too. I Isn't do, that pathetic? I do. Bye-bye. See you soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>